Yo, what is the upskis, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX Hockey Cast. This is episode 11. We are we're well on into our way into the double digits now in the Hockey Cast. And if you haven't seen from the title of this video, I'm going to be doing my Eastern Conference preview slash predictions. Going to go through all of the teams, all 16 of the teams in the Eastern Conference, and I'm going to go through, you know, their top four, all their stats and stuff. We're going to talk about all the teams, and of course, uh, I have to record this in um, uh, earlier than I would like to, so I'm recording this on August the 25th. This is going up in advance, so I'm recording this before I go on my vacation because I will not be home, so this is going up. I'm recording this earlier than I'd like to because I still believe that there's going to be some trades or a few my I don't think it's not so much the signings I'm worried about. It's more so like I think there's going to be some more major trades happening and I won't be able to get those because I'm just going with how the teams are as of August 25th. So if things change by the time this goes up, I apologize, but and uh, I'll be talking if, if big things happen, I'll talk about it on the next episode. So it's going to be OK. But we're just going to go with how the teams are as of August 25th. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to add in before we get into this, of course, right after I finished recording my last episode, Phil goddamn Kissel signed a contract with the Vegas Golden Knights. I think it's just one year, $1.5 million, something like that. I absolutely love that. I'm a little surprised that Phil Kessel is going to go to the bright, flashy areas of, of Vegas. It doesn't really seem like his thing, but you know, Vegas is like, it can be a quiet, nice place to live. Um, according to NHL players, you know, it's not always just bright lights, big city Vegas. There's there's subdivisions and stuff like that. So I can see Phil having a good time over there in uh, Vegas. I can see him putting up like 40 points. A lot of those probably going to be assists, but I think it's a solid pickup for Vegas. So um, yeah, that's about the only news that happened since the last day that I recorded. Uh, nothing too big. So let's just get into... Let's get into the East. I just got to scroll all the way through all the West. So what do you guys think about my Western predictions? Do you agree, disagree? Like I said, a lot of them, like the, you know, four or five, six ranked teams, they're give or take. Like if like a bad injury goes wrong, you know, all that can get changed. But I'm just going off of how they are listed as are. I can't predict what kind of injuries are going to happen or, or future trades or anything like that that may happen. I'm just going off of what the, is listed as the roster right now and the information that I have with me currently so please uh it's also just for fun so you know this isn't god's uh god's gospel this isn't written in stone this is how it's going to happen like don't bet the house on my predictions because they're just predictions and honestly hockey is one of the hardest things to predict because it's such a wild sport things happen all the time so i find it to be one of the more difficult sports to predict but let's just get into it with my predictions of the eastern conference we're going to kick off with the metro division and let's kick it off with the Pittsburgh Penguins. So they had a bit of a bit of an off season. They lost a few players. Uh, Evan Rodriguez, who was a monster there last season for them for that little bit when Malkin went down, and then Malkin came back and he just fell off the face of the earth. I have no idea how that happened. How he can be so dominant and so destructive and so good at one point, and then the second he goes down the lineup and his minutes go down just a little bit, all of a sudden he's like he can't score anything anymore. So. Uh, as far as I know, I don't think anyone's picked him up just yet. I was hoping that maybe the Leafs would be able to give him a chance, but he might be asking for a little bit too much money because of that hot month or so that he had there. He was just absolutely ridiculous, man. But he has never shown that he can uh, keep that consistently up throughout his career, but he hasn't had a long career. But anyway, uh, he's gone. Michael Matheson is also out, uh, Marino is out, and Brian Boyle is out. So they're changing up their defense a little bit. They're going to add in some new defensemen. Uh, Ty Smith is in. Jeff Petrie is in. I think those are two interesting acquisitions. Uh, we don't seem to know where Ty Smith is going to fall in the lineup. But Petrie, as long as he can get back to a little bit of how he was when he was with Shea Weber and not how he was last season was an absolute disaster. But I think getting out of Montreal and going into a contending playoff team in Pittsburgh, uh, it could be good for Petrie. They also added in Archibald, Paling, and Jan Ruda. So that's pretty some pretty decent acquisitions there. Uh, we all know about the, the big contracts that they threw out there to Crystal Tang and Malkin. They're going to keep the band all together. So their top six is still looking 
Uh, pretty much the same from last year. You got Crosby, Gensel, Malkin, Brian Rust, Ricard Raquel, and Kasperi Kapanen, I'd say, are their top six forwards. Pretty good. You know, Crosby's still the wizard, and Malkin's still good, but he struggles to stay healthy. So if he can stay healthy this year, same with Crosby. They should be fine. I don't think they're going to have a big dip in points. I think Crosby will, will be fine. It should be Malkin that dips first before Crosby because he is technically a little bit older, but we'll have to wait and see on that one. Top four defense is looking like Chris Letang, Dumoulin, Petrie, and Jan Ruda. That's a pretty decent one as long as Chris Letang doesn't take a dip. He had what was probably his best year he's ever had last season, so he can still put up the points. He's still a good defenseman. It's just he's old and he signed a really long contract, so I'm just worried about the future for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but this year Letang is still really good. Last year, I'm going to add in these stats, their special team um, statistics, just because I thought it was important. And I'm sorry, Western Conference folks, that I missed that for you, but I'm going to do it for the Eastern Conference. So their power play last season was at 20%, which is pretty damn good. And their penalty kill was 84.4%, which is really good. So their specialty teams last season were really solid. And uh, with not too much turnover, I think they should be able to keep those numbers up, especially their penalty kill. They're pretty much unchanged in the forward group. Their defense, they didn't lose anyone too big offensively, but they lost a couple defensive guys. But they added in um, Ty Smith and Petrie, who are both pretty good uh, offensively-minded defensemen. So their tandem in net is still Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith. I'm fine with that tandem. Jari, you know, he's he had that really rough playoff season, but he played really well for them last season. So I think Jari is a good goaltender. Cap space, they don't have any cap space. That's going to be a trend with a lot of teams in this in this league. Uh, they're, I'd say they're going to finish fourth in their division. I think they're still going to get it done as long as injuries are on their in their favor this season. If Crosby and Malkin don't miss a very big chunk of the season and Latang can stay healthy again, which is not very rare, which is a uh, very rare for Latang to stay healthy in a whole season. But um, if those three old guns, old old boys, can stay together, uh, I can't see them being denied a playoff spot. I'm going to take a sip of coffee. Thank you very much. Hmm. Hmm fucking decaf man oh my goodness yeah i gotta drink decaf because i'm don't like to get too riled up before i go to work but you know i sleep well so i don't need it anyway uh so the pittsburgh penguins yeah i got them finishing fourth i think they're gonna make the playoffs next let's talk about the columbus blue jackets uh their outs were bjorkstrand and stenland so not too many uh, people leaving the team they had some good additions here obviously adding in johnny hockey johnny goudreau that is a massive addition for their team they also added in eric goodbranson and they also have that that rookie kent johnson who was absolutely he was tearing it up there in the world juniors so i don't know if they're going to be adding him to the team this year as well or if he's going to continue playing in juniors their top six, uh, excuse me, looks um, looks pretty good. Johnny Goudreau, Patrick Laine, <clears throat> Jacob Voracek, Boone Jenner, uh, Nyquist, Roslovic. And then they have two rookies that are pretty interesting to me. Uh, Cole Sillinger and Ken Johnson. I think both of those guys are, I know Sillinger was already on the team, but I think Ken Johnson could very well crack the roster. I don't know if either of them are going to be in that top six, but they very well could push for it. Top four defense is... Um, uh, not the strongest. They got Wierenski, Bob, uh, Bob Boquist, Goodbranson, and Gavrikov. I'm not too familiar with Gavrikov. I think he's pretty solid. And Bobquist, I think they're still waiting for him to break out. We know what Wierenski is. He's getting paid a huge amount of money now. So he is a bonafide top two defenseman, according to the Columbus Blue Jackets. I agree with that. I think he is a top two defenseman. He's very good. He eats a lot of minutes. He's effective in all roles. So, yeah, he's good. I just think the, the amount that defensemen are making is kind of insane. Power play last season was 18.6%. Um, excuse me, I sneezed. Oh, I sneezed again. My apologies. Oh my goodness, a third one. Oh, that is so rare, everybody. I got that on cam. I got that on on recording. A uh, third sneeze, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. The third sneeze. Okay, penalty kill last season for the Columbus Blue Jackets was 78.6%. So kind of lacking there in their penalty kill. The additions that they made, I mean, Branson could help them out a little bit there on their penalty kill, but I don't know how much that's really going to help it out. 
Uh, their tandem in net is Merz Lickens. I, I am a fan of Merz Lickens. And uh, they're keeping Corpusalo. You know, he's been in trade rumors for so fucking long now. Like, I swear, the last, like, three years he's been in trade rumors. He's still a Columbus Blue Jacket. He's going to be uh, the backup for Merz Lickens. Um, I'm okay with the tandem. I think Merz Lickens is a really good goalie. I don't know how, like, I, don't, I wouldn't say he's elite, but maybe a solid starting goaltender. Um, last year he was going through, you know, I think his best friend or one of his friends passed away. So he was going through that. So maybe now this year he's able to focus a little bit more on the game. I'm not sure. I am a fan of Merz Lickens though. Cap space, they have $1.9 million remaining uh, as of right now. And I'm going to just mention that none of these cap spaces are included, are including long-term injury reserve because I just don't really know how to calculate that. So I'm just going off of what they have right now in the offseason. Things will change. Uh, more money will be available to teams at the beginning of the season. But as of right now, Columbus, $1.9 million. And where do I think they are going to finish in their division? Well, I think they're going to de definitely improve, but not good enough to be a playoff team. I think they will be competitive though but i think they're gonna finish sixth in the division all right next up here's one of the more interesting ones for this division the new york islanders oh buddy so uh not too not too much movement going on for this team they were pretty quiet until just the last few days they started having a pulse and started saying some things again so apparently outs, these aren't like official official, but uh, according to Lou Lamorello, he's not bringing back Zdeno Chara or Andy Green on defense. So those two guys are out. I mean, they're pretty old. Chara wasn't exactly the most effective guy on that blue line last year. It's more that just the presence of him is, is a benefit to the team. Uh, some new additions, they added in Romanoff in a trade and they re-signed him to a three-year contract. So that's nice addition. And then, since they didn't add in really anybody else, I'm just going to bring up Atu Ratu, who uh, played for the Finnish team. He played very well. He, he was drafted in the draft this season by the Islanders. He looked really good. I don't know if he's going to crack the roster, but he very, very well could. Their top six is looking uh, very much the same, uh, but of course this year they got a new coach. They fired Barry Trotz, and they're bringing in a new offensively-minded coach. So we can see a lot more points from this team, uh, especially from guys like Barzal and Nelson last year had a really good goal-scoring season. He almost hit 30 or 40 goals, I think, so really good season for him. Anders Lee is a really solid goal scorer. Pajot has played very well for the Islanders since he got there. Josh Bailey being one of the more underrated forwards in the game. He's very solid. And then a couple of the question marks that I have is Wallstrom. Uh, this guy looks like he should be a very solid 20 to 30 goal scorer in the NHL. Now with a new coach, will we be able to see this guy break out this season? And then I'm just going to mention Ratu again. He Will this guy crack the roster or is he going to be uh, down in the minors again or for this season? Because, you know, he won't be able to make the crack that top six. Or maybe he'd be a third line. I don't really want to see this guy in the fourth line, but we'll have to see. Do you guys think that Ratu, uh, Atu Ratu will make the team and how do you think Wallstrom is going to do do you think he's going to finally crack that 20 goals or is he going to really break out and hit like 30 goals okay so their top four defensemen are very solid with Pelik and Pollock, one of the best uh pairings in the league defensive defensemen's uh, they're both very solid. Noah Dobson, a very good little defenseman there. He broke out last season, had to think just shy of 50 points. So he's going to be looking to build on to that. And then, of course, Romanov, the new addition. I could see him cracking the top four. And he could very well pop off uh, in a new team, a new system. So I'll be keeping my eye on Rom Romanov. I'm still a little bit baffled that Montreal gave him up, but it is what it is. Holy, my cat is meowing so much. I, he hasn't eaten in 13 seconds, and he is losing his mind. He is such a fat cat, and he just needs to eat every second, and he's just yelling at me to feed him, but it's not fucking breakfast time, riblet. Go away. <laughs> okay, so their power play, their specialty teams last year were really good. Power play was clicking at 22%, and their penalty kill was 84%. So both pretty solid. Penalty kill was uh, surprisingly a lot better than I thought it was going to be. They could very well improve on that now that they're going to open up the doors a little bit for the offense. So you could be seeing an increase in the power play and possibly a decrease in the penalty kill. But their tandem in net is still pretty solid. They got Ilya Sorokin, who's a very good starting goaltender, and Varlamov. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to keep it up the way that he was uh, with the Islanders the last few seasons because they're not going to be as defensively minded. Uh, I don't know how you know how much of a adjustment they're going to make between defense and offense, how big that change is going to be. But Varlamov has been a really good goaltender for them for the last few seasons. He just needs to stay healthy.
Cap space, they have $2.3 million remaining. And for this season, I have them. The Islanders will, in my opinion, make the playoffs this year. They will finish fourth. I think last year was an absolute disaster. I think um, even though I think firing uh, trots is a bad is a bad idea and it's going to hurt them in the long term, I think in the short term, though, this, this uh, coaching change is going to be good for them for this season. I think they're going to really like being able to uh, – you know, spread their wings a little bit offensively, especially Barzal. And uh, yeah, hopefully some of the younger players like Wallstrom will also benefit from uh, an increase in offensive um, upside. So yeah, I have these guys making the playoffs. They just kind of, you know, they had an absolute disaster season last year. They're on the road for like the first 20 games. They got burnt out. And then, yeah, they just weren't able. The schedule for them was just way too rough and they weren't able to keep it up. But what do you guys think? Do you think that they're going to make the playoffs or do you think they're going to miss it and firing trots is going to be immediately a bad decision? I'm going to take some coffee. Thank you very much. Mm. Oh my goodness, I need it. Mm. Good to the greatest. Okay. Let's go to the next team, the Washington Capitals. So, they're um they're they had a lot of movement this offseason out. They completely revamped the goaltending situation. Vanacek and Samsonov are both out, and Kempney. Uh, I liked him as a defenseman there in Washington, but he's out. Didn't play a lot last season. I just thought he was good. Uh, but apparently they don't think that he's any good, so they let him go. And then of Justin Schultz also not coming back to Washington. But they made some pretty decent additions. They're adding in Connor Brown, which I think is a great addition. Dylan Strom added to fill in that second line center role until Backstrom can come back. They also signed Eric Gustafson, a defenseman who at one point hit like, I think, 60 points in Chicago. So if he can find that fucking offense again, like that could be a very good signing for the Washington Capitals. They got two new goaltendings, uh, two new goaltenders to uh, revamp the system. They they signed Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren. So Kemper, I don't like. I don't think it's going to be as big of an upgrade as people are hoping for in Washington. It's definitely an upgrade, uh, but I don't think he's an elite goaltender. I think he's just more of a a solid starting goaltender uh, something that you can you know not worry about so much when you had the two tandem goalies last season that were young uh, you just don't really have that confidence Kemper just came off of a Stanley Cup win no he didn't drag that team Colorado to that Stanley Cup he didn't but he was there he played his part he was solid enough to get them to that cup so it's an upgrade in my opinion still their top six Ovechkin of course Kuznetsov Oshie, Connor Brown, Anthony Mantha, who I kind of forgot was there, but Mantha's a pretty solid player. Dylan Strom, and then I'm going to add in Backstrom. He's still on LTIR. He's supposed to return mid-season, so technically he's still part of that top six, but Strom will be uh, taking that role from Backstrom until he is back, more than likely. Top four defense. I, I'm not liking the look of this, this defensive core right now. It's looking pretty weak. Uh, they got John Carlson, who is a stud, but he's more of an offensively-minded defenseman. He puts up lots of points. He is fine defensively. It's just not, you know, the major part of his game. Faravari, who is more of a defensive defenseman. He's pretty solid. Orlov, who is just like, I've always been waiting for this guy to, like, really explode, but he's just kind of a... He's a solid, decent top four defenseman. And then Nick Jensen rounds out their top four. So, yeah, not the best on paper. They've been struggling on defense for the last little while and goaltending. And I think, you know, with their struggling goaltending, I think a, a bit of that has to do with their not-so-strong defense. But uh, let me let me know what you guys think of that defensive core. Those four guys right there, uh, there's definitely stronger top four defensemen in the, in, the, in the division. So, yeah, Washington not having one of the better ones. Power play last year was only clicking at 18%, considering they have the greatest goal scorer uh, in power play history in Ovechkin. Uh, it only doing 18% is a little interesting. Now, the stigma with that is that, you know, it seems that the Washington Capitals players are a little bit um, very focused on trying to get Ovechkin to, uh, to that goal record of Gretzky to get him to pass that. So they were trying to maybe give him, force the, the puck over to Ovechkin more so than they maybe needed to on the power play last season. So we'll see if they make that little adjustment. Regardless, they still have really good power play pieces there. Uh, penalty kill last year was at 80%. Not great, but not terrible. Kind of middling. Tandem and net, we're looking at Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren, a whole new uh, revamped goaltending tandem. So we'll see how that works out for them. Cap space, they don't have any. And I have them finishing... 
outside of the playoffs. I think they're going to just miss, man. I think um, I don't like the, the way that their defense looks and a new goaltender. I think Colorado had a way better defensive core to be in front of Kemper. I don't know if he's going to be able to carry that load. They can absolutely prove me wrong, but I think losing Backstrom for a big part of the season, yeah, they added in Strom to kind of put a Band-Aid over it. It's a pretty good Band-Aid, but I think Washington's just going to fall out this year. That doesn't mean that Ovi, I still think Ovi's probably going to hit 50 goals because he's unreal. But yeah, man, I think this year they, they're going to miss the playoffs. Call me crazy. If you think I'm wrong, you can go ahead and tell me what you guys think uh, where Washington is going to finish. Me, I think they're going to finish just outside of the playoff spot. Next, let's talk about the New York Rangers. You got uh, They had uh, quite a bit of movement this offseason. Out this season, they lost Ryan Strom. And uh, kind of a lot of guys that they had um, through trade deadline pickups, Andrew Kopp, Vitrano, Nemeth, those guys are all gone. They also lost Gorgiev, Inet, and Kevin Rooney. They added in a few guys. They added in a big addition in Vincent Trocek. I think that's an awesome addition. Uh, he's going to fit in very nicely as a second-line center for them. Added in Carpenter and Inet. They are bringing in Yaroslav Halak. So he, Halak's been struggling for the last few years. He's kind of like... At the sunset period of his career, like I think this may be one of his last years, if not his last year. Um, but I think uh, he could fit in well with the New York Rangers. They're a better defensive team. Uh, sucks that they didn't aren't able to keep Gorgiev, Gorgiev, but I think he was looking for a starting role. Colorado was willing to give it to him, so he's going over there. Halak will be a hopefully a decent backup for for the Rangers. Top six is looking pretty nice. They got Panarin, Panera Bread, Sabinajad, Chris Kreider, who I think I think he broke 50 last year. He could very well do that again this season. Added in Trocheck, they got Laffy Taffy, Lafreniere, and then I just said Capo Caco because I'm still I still believe in this kid. I don't think he's a bust just yet. To take some coffee. Mm. Gonna greater. Mm. The old double sip. Yeah, Capo Caco. I don't think he's done. I know he hasn't popped off offensively the way that people have wanted to, but it could very well be this year, man. I know we've been saying that for the last couple years with this kid and Lafreniere, I guess, for the last season or so. But Lafreniere, I think, is is more so much more established than than Kako. Obviously, I think um, I think we're going to be expecting like sixty plus points out of Lafreniere this year, and it would be really nice if you could see forty five, even maybe fifty points out of Kako this year. That'd be a really good uh, sign from him. Top four defense looking pretty good. Uh, they got Adam Fox, of course, a Norris-level defenseman. He was the Norris winner a couple seasons ago. They got Lindgren, who is a pretty underrated defensive defenseman. Keandre Miller, he's really good. And, of course, the newly named captain, uh, Jacob Truba. So that's a nice top four defense right there. And they have some pretty good defensive depth to go along with that. Power play last season was clicking very nicely at 25%. And their penalty kill was also pretty good at 82.3%. So their their special teams last season were clicking very well. Um, they lost a couple guys that might hurt their power play, but they still have the main pieces in Panarin, Zipinajad, and Kreider. Those guys will absolutely dominate on the power play. And they got Shostyrkin and Halak in net. Obviously, Shostyrkin had an incredible season last year. There's no winner. Uh, had a very good playoff run. He had some good games and uh, some not-so-good games, but for the most part, he looked very good in the playoffs as well. Shesterkin is one of the best goalies in the league right now. I still, I don't think he's the best-best because I think that's still going to Vasilevsky, uh, but Shesterkin is on his way up to becoming the best goaltender in the league. Cap space for the Rangers, they only have $1 million, and rank, I have them finishing second in this division. So yeah, I, I have some pretty good uh, thinks and thoughts about the Rangers. I think they're a really good team. As long as Shesterkin can keep that shit up, they will be doing just dandy. Okay, next team up, New Jersey Devils. Uh, so far, the, their outs are P.K. Subban. They haven't re-signed him. They still potentially could, but as of right now, he's not signed with anybody. They traded away Ty Smith and Pavel Zaka. In this season, they're adding in Eric Halla from the Zaka trade from Boston. They signed Andre Palat from Tampa. They added Marino from Pittsburgh, Vanacek from uh, Washington, and then Brendan Smith from Detroit, maybe. Brendan Smith is an interesting one. He's the guy that he plays defense and forward sometimes. So, you know, a useful little player there. Uh, they're also, they added in some goaltending, so that's cool. Because their goaltending was trash last season. So Vanacek uh, going to be given a shot here in New Jersey. Don't know how good that's going to be, but we'll have to wait and see. 
Top six is looking not too bad. You got um, Jack Hughes, Jesper Bratt, Andre Palat, Nico Hiche, uh, Thomas Tatar, and Andreas Janssen. So, you know, it's not too bad. Hughes, I think, is going to take another step this season. He looks like he's finally going to break out. As long as he can have a nice, full, healthy season, I can see him hitting 85, 90 points. And uh, Nico Hishie is a very solid two-way forward. I can see him maybe hitting 25, maybe even 30 goals in his future. I don't know if he'll do that just yet, but uh, I like Nico Hishie. Uh, they have a very solid uh, center, center tandems, de uh, center depth in uh, New Jersey. They're doing pretty well there. Uh, especially teams last, or sorry, no, the top four is Dougie Hamilton, Ryan Graves, uh, Severson, and Marino. Uh, not the strongest defensively minded defenseman right there. Marino is solid. Severson's never been known as a very good defensively minded defenseman. And Dougie Hamilton is obviously, he's a very good defenseman. He's not the strongest on defense, but he's got a great, great um, offensive abilities. And Graves is a pretty damn good uh, defensive defenseman, pretty solid. Uh, especially teams last year were pretty fucking awful. Power play was only at 15.6, so yeah, that was really bad. Penalty kill was okay at 80%, but it could uh, those specialty teams need some improvement. And with additions like Palat and um, uh, Marino, that could help out their specialty teams a little bit at least. Tandem in net this season, they're going with Vanacek and Blackwood. Blackwood had a disastrous season, and I guess Vanacek didn't have a very good season as well. So, honestly, I don't think they're going to have very good goaltending this season, but, you know, at least they're trying. Vanacek could could be okay, but I don't know, man. That on paper. I really hope Blackwood can get it back together because I was, I was really a big fan of him when he was popping off there in New Jersey. He just had a really bad year last year. Cap space. The, this team has no cap space. Uh, yep, they just don't. Rank uh, this season, I'm going to have them finishing, uh, I think they're going to improve over what they were last year, but not by very much. Still have them finishing 7th in the division. Okay, and we have two more teams, so let's talk about the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, this year they, they had a little bit of turnover, not too much turnover out. They they got rid of, they bought out Oscar Lindblom, I still don't understand that one. Keith Yandel is gone, and Martin Jones and Nett is out of here. Additions, they added in Delorier and gave him a big contract for some reason, and they also brought in Tony D'Angelo. I'm fine with them adding D'Angelo. I, I, it's, it's not as good as good of a pickup as it was for Carolina last year because they got him for like a million bucks. Oh, baby, coffee, I tell you. Goodness gracious. Yeah, I, I, I don't hate the Tony D'Angelo uh, signing. I just don't think it really adds up for what their team is. I think they should be going into a rebuild here, but... Um, yeah, adding in Tony D'Angelo, it's just going to kind of give them some more wins that they probably don't really want. But top six is still, it's it's not great, is it? Uh, Couturier, JVR, Cam Atkinson, Travis Konechny, Farabee, and I put in Owen Tippett because I, I like him and I'm hoping that maybe he can get that offense going finally in, in Philadelphia. Yeah, man, I mean, Atkinson is solid. Konechny has kind of lost his way a little bit, and Couturier is a bit of a stud. But, yeah, not a very strong top six there. Losing Giroux is a big hit to their offense. Top four defense is Provorov, D'Angelo, Sandheim, and Ristolainen. Yeah, they still have uh, Ryan Ellis, but he's still on the IR. I don't know what his availability is going to be this season. I don't know if he's going to miss the whole season, but he's definitely going to be missing some more time. So that fucking sucks for, for Flyers fans. And Provorov, like, what's going on with this guy? He used to, he was listed to be like a fucking bonafide top two stud, and now he's kind of like, I don't know, people are kind of losing it on this guy. So if there's Flyers fans listening to this, what do you guys, what's going on with Provorov? Let me know. Oh god, their their specialty teams last season was absolutely abysmal. Power play was at twelve point six percent. Holy fuck, that is just god awful. And their penalty kill not much better at seventy five point seven percent. So yeah, their specialty teams last season were dog shit. Tandem and net, you're looking at Carter Hart. Yeah, I like Carter Hart, man. You know he didn't have a good team in front of him all last season, but he did his best. I think it could have been a lot worse, but I think he did good enough job for uh, you know the team that was playing in front of him. And then their backup goalie is a little bit confusing. I'm not sure who it's going to be. It could be Sandstrom, a young goalie, or there's this Fedotov goaltender, but I, apparently he's still stuck in Russia or in Europe somewhere. He hasn't been able to make it back over to the United States. So I don't know if he's going to be available for them, but apparently he's a pretty decent young prospect for them. So hopefully he can get all that figured out. 
cap space for the Flyers, they don't have any cap space either, and that's going to be terrible because don't think they're a very good team this year, and I don't think they're um, going to do very well. I have them finishing last place in their division. I have them finishing eighth. All right, and last but certainly not least, the final team in the Metro. Is that what, uh, what fucking... I'm not good at naming at the names of the division. Is that what we're doing here? Metro, yeah. Okay, cool. Kid you. All right, Carolina, last but certainly not least... They had um, a pretty pretty busy offseason, not going to lie. Uh, they were pretty busy. So outs, they lost Trocek, sadly. They lost D'Angelo, which was kind of inevitable. They're, they had him on a sweetheart deal for one year, and it was a great it was a great deal for Carolina. They had a really good year out of D'Angelo, and now he's gone. They lost Nino Niederreiter, Ian Cole, Lorenz, and Max Domi. Max Domi didn't really do all that much in Carolina, so it's not that big of a loss for them. And the new additions to the team, they added in Andre Kasha. Now, he played for my Leafs last season. I really enjoyed Andre Kasha as a Leaf. I'm sad to see him go. Uh, good for you, Carolina. You're getting a very good player as long as this guy can stay healthy. He is a very effective, useful player. They uh, traded for Max Pacioretty, but now he's uh, going to be missing, I think, the first six months of the season. He's going to be missing a lot of time with a torn Achilles tendon, so that fucking sucks. But like I said, basically treat Pacioretty like a late, trade deadline acquisition for the Carolina Hurricanes this season, so he could come in late, maybe early in the playoffs, and that could be a really good boost for the Carolina Hurricanes. They also added in Brett freaking Burns, so that's another huge addition for their blue line. More offense coming in for them. Uh, I really like that addition. They added in Kuglin, and Jake Gardner is coming back. Technically, he's not a new addition. He's been with the Carolina Hurricanes for a while now. But he hasn't played for a while, and uh, they're they're saying that he's going to be back in the lineup this season. So Jake Gardner coming back, I have no idea what they're going to be getting out of Jake Gardner right now. Like I said, he's been going through a lot of back injuries, and he hasn't played in a full season plus. So it, it, I don't know how good Jake Gardner is going to be, but I'm happy to see that he's going to be able to make it back into the into the league. You got they also added in Legison, Talbot, or is that is that someone that they added? I don't know if they added. I don't think they added in Talbot. I don't know why I put Talbot. Not Talbot. Uh, but they did add in Stashney. So Stashney was a late uh, pickup last week. Just added him. So again, another great little pickup there. Even more offense. I think Stashney, for the amount of money that they're paying him, I think it's only $1.5 million. Really solid pickup. He could be very easily put up like 30 to 45 points. Not a bad pickup. Mmm. More coffee. All right, where were we? Top six: Sebastian Aho, Svechnikov, Nekas, Nekas, whatever you want to call him, Tara Vinen, Jordan Stahl, and I'm gonna have Jesper Kockton Niemi making it into that top six because he's getting paid like a top six, and I think it's time to give him a shot since there are uh, some opening spaces for him now on the team. I like that top six. Sadly, I don't know if there's a bona fide like uh, Aho is a is arguably a bona fide superstar. I was expecting more points out of him last season because um, just league-wide offense went up. So I was expecting more points out of Ajo. He's still a very good point-per-game player. I am just not, I would not be surprised to see him crack 90, maybe even 100 points. And Sveshnikov, he's one of my favorite players in the league. Uh, I am waiting for this guy to pop off for a 40 or maybe even 50-goal season. He's a very, very good player. Hello, Riblet. I know you're hungry. You'll get food soon. Top four defense is looking tasty. They got Slavin, Brett Burns, Brady Shea, and Pesci. Very good top four defensemen right there. I, I like their defense a lot. One of the better defensive tan, uh, uh, cores in the whole entire league. Especially teams last season were excellent. You got a 22% power play and an 88% penalty kill. That had to be one of the best ones in the league last season. Absolutely excellent penalty kill and very good power play. Tandem and net, still the same as last year, and it worked last year, so why not do it again this year? Freddie Anderson and Antti Ranta going to be your tandem. They were excellent last season, so as long as Anderson can stay healthy and Ranta can stay healthy, you guys will be just, just fucking smitten with that. Cap space, no cap space, and I have them finishing first in the division. Um, yeah, dude, they're a very solid team through and through. They they lack those those bona fide superstars and maybe a superstar defenseman, but they're just so damn solid through and through. I just can't help but give these guys first place. I think they're going to do very well this season. Alrighty, let's go on to the Atlantic. I'm saving the best for last. Yeah, my Toronto Maple Leafs are in here, so we're going to be talking about my Toronto Maple Leafs. But first, before we get to the Toronto Maple Leafs, let's talk about uh, the Ottawa Senators. I um. 
Feeling pretty good about the Sens this year, man. They had a big, big ol' offseason. So let's get into it. They uh, lost uh, Connor Brown, Sanford, Tierney, Gaudet, uh, Gustafson, the goaltender they traded away. They also got rid of Matt Murray and Victor Mette. So a lot of guys out. Connor Brown is going to be a bit of a hit for them because he, he was such a stud. He's such a good, underrated player, man. Good for 25 goals, 20, 25 goals. Very good player. And then in, they added in a couple of big boys, Alexander Debrincat in and Claude Giroux in. Oh my goodness, those are massive additions to their top six, so that's awesome. They also added in a guy named Howerluck. I don't really know who he is, but okay. So the top six is looking a lot better this season, like almost stacked, I would say. They got Timmy Stutzel, uh, Josh Norris, who had a great season last year, Giroux. Debrincat, Brady Kachuk, and Drake Batherson. Like, that is a really tasty top six, man. And on top of that, they have some pretty good uh, forward depth to go along with that. Uh, Norris had 35 goals last season. I think it was Norris that had 35 goals, or it might have been Batherson. But Batherson, I think, was the one that got hurt. He had a really solid season going on up until that point. Debrincat is, had an incredible season last year on a shitty Chicago Blackhawks team. And uh, now he's going to have Giroux and or Stutzla centering him. So that's going to be awesome. And Kachuk, he, I know he's not as good points-wise as his brother has been, but I think the, the 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 floodgates are still opening for Kachuk. I can still see I can see him cracking 40 goals, maybe 75, 80 points, something like that. Looking looking good on the top six for the Ottawa Senators. Top four. How's their defense looking? Well this is where the question marks kind of come in. So they have Thomas Shabbat. We all know him. Stud minute eating defenseman. He's fantastic. He just plays like you play the whole game if you if you would if the coach would let him. They also have Travis Hamanick, who's like kind of, eh, don't, don't know about that one. Zaitsev, who, um, I don't know, I guess you Ottawa Senators fans really like this guy. Um, he's paid a lot of money, and I think he's not the best top four defenseman. I think he'd be a fine top six, but um, he's there. And then there's a bunch of question marks, man. They got Brandstrom, Jake Sanderson, and Bernard Docker, some young defensemen. I think Sanderson should be able to crack into that top four. I hope, I, I at least hope so. And I imagine the Sens fans are hoping so as well because this is a, a pretty high draft pick defenseman for the Senators. They have a lot of potential and hope for this kid. So I'm hoping he can break out on that, on that um, blue line and see what this kid is made of. Especially teams last year were kind of middling 19% power play and 80% penalty kill. Not, not great, but not bad. Tandem and net, they added in uh, Talbot, and Forsberg is still here. Forsberg had a really nice season last year, and Talbot played very well for Minnesota last year. He's leaving Minnesota. He's coming in to uh, try and be the starting goaltender for the Ottawa Senators, so I'm in, I'm in on that. Cap space, they still have a bunch of cap space. They have just shy of $8 million available to them, so they can do something with that cap space. There's still some guys out there that they can sign. There's some trades that they can make for sure. And uh, honestly, man, I'm pretty high on these Ottawa Senators this season. I know last year everyone was hoping that they were going to make that jump. Didn't quite happen, but I, I believe that this year they'll make that jump, and I think they're going to crack the playoffs, man. I think I have them ranked fourth. So what the hell does that mean? Who do I have missing the playoffs? Someone is missing the playoffs in the in the in the Atlantic, and the Atlantic is stacked as fuck. So um, you're just going to have to wait and see who I have ranked where. Uh, Florida Panthers, next, out. They lost Claude Giroux, Jonathan Huberdeau, Mackenzie Weger, Marchman, Noel Achari, and Ben Sherratt. So they lost quite a bit right there. Yeah, Giroux and um, Sherratt were both trade line acquisitions, so they weren't that, not that big of a loss. Huberdeau is a massive loss, but they added in Kachuk to uh, make that up. Weger is a pretty big loss to the blue line. He was really good. And Sherratt really helped out that blue line as well. And then Marchman, I think, is an underrated loss for them. He's a very effective uh, power forward. He can hit, he can fight, he can score. So I think they're going to miss him. But uh, new additions to the team, obviously they added in Matty Kachuk. That was a massive addition. I think he's going to fill in that Marchment role pretty good. And plus, he's going to add in a whole bunch of extra points on top of that Marchment. Uh, they also added in Colin White. I like that signing as well. Added in uh, Cousins. Rudolph Balsers, that's a good pickup. They sign Mark Stahl, and they have Eric Stahl signed to a PTO. So they could have potentially two Stahl brothers playing on their team this season. That'd be really cool. I can't see Eric Stahl not making it. And, like, Mark Stahl making it and Eric Stahl not making it I think would be kind of weird. But I, I, I feel like Eric is going to make the team. 
They also added uh, Tierney and Delzato, so um, some depth there. Tierney is a pretty solid middle six forward. Top six forwards for the Florida Panthers still look very disgusting. They got Barkov, Maddie Kachuk, Sam Reinhart, Kata Vahagi, Sam Bennett, and Duclair, who I believe is hurt, but uh, they still have other depth on their forward group, so they're doing well there. They still have that Lundell kid, so they're doing fine there on their forwards. One of the stronger forward groups in the league, even though they lost uh, some big pieces there. They're still one of the better ones. Top four defense, they took a hit losing Mackenzie Wieger, but it's still looking pretty good. You got Aaron Etblad, he's a very good top two defenseman. Forsling, underrated defensive defenseman. Montour's pretty good. And I put in Radcal Gudis, because I just love to say Radcal Gudis. And he's, uh, he's a very terrifying man. Especially teams were kind of hit and miss. Power play was excellent, shoot, uh, clicking at 24.4%, so that was great. Penalty kill, on the other hand, 79.5%, so not so strong. And the fact that they just lost a big piece on their defensive end, um, yeah, I don't. I hope their uh, penalty kill can improve a little bit. Tandem in net is Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight. Bobrovsky can be a very good goaltender at times, and he can be terrible at other moments. Same thing with Knight. He has flashes of absolute brilliance, and then other times people are like, oh, God, did we rush this kid? Are we going to ruin him? But Spencer Knight... There is the backup goaltender. If Bobrovsky goes down, I think you you can do worse than having Spencer Knight back him up. But um, we'll have to wait and see. You know, Spencer Knight could very well pop off and, and take over the job for Bobrovsky someday. That'd be terrible because <coughs> Bobrovsky makes so much damn money. But yeah, cap space for the Florida Panthers. Obviously, they have no cap space. And I have them finishing first in the division. Yes, because I can't, I can't justify. I don't know. I just don't like putting my Leafs first. So I'm going to put the Florida Panthers up there. They were dominant last season. They're, they're pretty much walked into first place. The Colorado Avalanche were the only other team even like close to them, and they were pretty close. But Florida and Colorado were kind of a leagues above the rest of the league. And uh, even with those uh, those losses of Huberto and um, Marchman and Uyghur, uh they added in enough, I think, that they're not going to, not going to slow down too much. I think they're going to focus a little bit more on reserving the tanks a little bit and focusing a little bit more on defense so i think they're actually just going to be a stronger team overall than they were last season because they're just going to be more focused on what's important and what's going to win them playoff games and that's defense and um yeah stuff like that not so much just crazy offense but i think they're still going to have that crazy fucking offense so next we're going to talk about you know who we're going to talk about next the toronto maple leafs let's do it all right baby let's get to the leafs Toronto Maple Leafs, they had a little bit of turnover this season. They lost Ilya Mikheyev to Vancouver. Jason Spezza sadly retires, but he's still going to be around, just not playing on the ice anymore. We lost Labushkin, Jack Campbell, and Peter Morazic. So we're also one of those other teams that are going for a full goaltending revamp. Um, I would have liked to be able to be able to have kept Labushkin, but um, yeah, he, he ended up going. It's not the biggest loss, but I thought he was okay. I just didn't like the fact that they put him up with Morgan Riley. Like, you have Brody there. Like, Brody is a fantastic uh, pairing with Morgan Riley. I liked Labushkin. He wasn't the worst. I just didn't understand why they would put him there instead of Brody. Brody was a much better fit in that role with Morgan Riley, in my opinion. So some of the new additions for the Toronto Maple Leafs, obviously we've got the new goaltending tandem here in Sam Sonov and Matt Murray. Uh, I've talked about how I feel about these two, so you can go back and check out that episode, how I feel about the new goaltending tandem. I feel fine about it. I think it'll be just fine. Abe Kubel, I like that addition. He's a new Stanley Cup champion from the Colorado Avalanche. Added in center Adam Gaudet, Jamie, uh, Jordy Bet, sorry, Jordy Ben, and Victor Mete for some depth additions there Godet could could maybe crack into that bottom six role somewhere but um Jordy Ben and Victor Mete I don't see them cracking into that lineup unless some major trades happen uh but there's good enough depth defensemen I'm fine with that top six pretty much unchanged from last season so far until trades happen Austin Matthews come on now he's fucking amazing Marner one of the best wingers in the game Matthews being one of the best centers in the game John Tavares still unreal William Nylander, Michael Bunting, and Alexander Kerfoot I have rounding out that top six. Kerfoot could very well slip down, and maybe a Jason, uh, uh, Robertson could slip up to that top six role. I would be totally fine with that. Kerfoot could very well find himself being traded here. I don't know yet. It hasn't happened. Top four defense, 
looking pretty good, man. I, I like our defensive core so far. I know it's not complete, and there's still some movement. We don't have Rasmus Sandin signed still to this date, but um, right now it's looking like uh, Morgan Riley, TJ uh, Brody, Jake Muzzin, and I'm going to throw in Mark Giordano. We also have um, Justin Hall and... Um, Lilligren, I, I I don't know. I think Lilligren is going to play in the top six role with Mark Giordano, but until Sandine is signed, I'm putting Mark Giordano in there. Uh, I think it should be Muzzin and Sandine should be uh, the, the, the top four, and then you slide down Giordano, and he can play with Lilligren because they had great chemistry with each other last year. So all those names, you know, Riley, Brody, Muzzin, uh, Giordano, Hall, and, and Lilligren, I think that's a really good... Uh, defensive core one of the best ones i've ever seen in toronto if not the best one so i'm happy with it i think we can do away with justin hall and and add in someone cheaper so we can get in sandine because sandine has to play dude i don't think we should trade him i think he i think it would be a mistake if we traded him i think he's going to be a really good top four defenseman in this league and i think toronto needs him man i think they really do uh so i would like them to keep sandine if possible Especially teams last year, our power play was fucking insane, clicking at 27.3%. That's what I'm talking about. That's how that's how good it should be, considering the, the talent, the offensive talent we have on this team. That is the number I'm expecting out of these guys. I expect nothing less out of them again this season. They should be clicking at at least over 25% this season. I, I They better not be going anything under than that. That would be a disgrace. Penalty kill was pretty good at 82%. They have a pretty good penalty kill. I like how aggressive... Uh, their penalty kill has become over the last couple seasons instead of them just kind of forming the, the the square or the diamond and just kind of holding back, trying to break up passes. They're terrible at doing it for the most part. So now that they have, um, you know, Marner up at the top being really aggressive, chasing down the forwards, I really like that, uh, the way that they've been doing their penalty kill the last few seasons. Tandem and net, obviously we got the new, new guys, Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov. I think that's good enough. No, I don't think it's something that's going to win, like, steal you a Stanley Cup or a playoff series. But Murray could get it going, man. He could very well find that that form that he was in in Pittsburgh. And he could very well. He's won two Cups before, so who's to say that he, he can't win a Cup with the Toronto Maple Leafs? Cap space, we obviously don't have any. And the Toronto Maple Leafs, I have them ranked second in the Atlantic. I think we're still a very, very good team. Yeah, we lost we lost Campbell and Mrazek, but they didn't play all that good aside from one month from Campbell there. We played very well. The goaltending wasn't very good, and this team still dominated. So I think we're they're going to tighten up even more so defensively. They do it a little bit more each season, tighten up defensively. I think this year they got to really put a focus and an emphasis on shot blocking. They got to start getting in front of those fucking pucks, man. They got to do that. Um, that was what I saw was the biggest difference between Tampa Bay and the Toronto Maple Leafs in their series was the fact that Tampa Bay can block. They block so many shots. They're willing to sacrifice everything for a victory, anything for their team. And I think the Maple Leafs are getting closer to getting to that level. So I still have them being a very good uh, regular season team, but I'm more focused on them being a good playoff team this season. So... Come on, Toronto, get through the first fucking round, for God's sakes. All right, next, let's talk about the goddamn Boston Bruins, because what's what's talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs if we're not talking about the Boston Bruins a little bit? So uh, they had a bit of a bit of an offseason, so out. They lost Eric Halla, Keith Kincaid, Curtis Lazar, Brown, Bleed. Uh, all those guys are gone, and their additions. Uh, I don't have too many. I just wrote down David Krejci, obviously. He's back from Europe. Uh, going to be playing that second-line center role, more than likely. And then they also added in Pavel Zaka, trading away Eric Halla to the New Jersey Devils for him. Um, Zaka, you know, he was a sixth overall pick in his draft. He hasn't really lived up to that potential yet. But if he's going to find that potential, he's going to find it with the Bruins, because that's how that works. So I think they have him listed as a third-line center, possibly... Um, third uh possibly second line i don't know where he's gonna fit in but um yep he's one of their new additions their top six is looking old but okay bergeron coming back for one more season like i said i think he's 37 years old now he still hasn't regressed but uh it could come this season marchant is starting the season on the ir he's supposed to miss like a month maybe more than that so that's really gonna hurt them david pasternak one of the best goal scorers in the league uh but he's a very awesome player taylor hall i kind of forgot that they have taylor hall so yeah taylor hall still there david Krejci and uh jake debrusque rounding out that top six it's a fine top six you know we'll have to see if david Krejci has lost a step in the nhl or not 
He played well in Europe last season, but that's a completely different league. Uh, but losing Marshawn at the beginning of the season is really going to hurt them, man. Marshawn is the is the is the thing that makes this team run. When they lost him last season, it really showed how not great of a team that they are without Brad Marchand in it. So um, yeah, without him there, it's going to hurt them a lot. And on top of that, their top four. Uh, their best defenseman, Charlie McAvoy, is also starting the season on injured reserve. I'm not sure 100% how long he's going to be out. Could be a month, could be longer, could be shorter. But regardless, they're going to be down their very best defenseman. So that's going to hurt them quite a lot at the beginning of the season as well. They did add in last season Lindholm, so that's going to be a good stopgap for McAvoy. He's not a right-handed shot, but he's a very solid defenseman. They have Matt Grizzlick and Brandon Carlo. I think one of those between Grizzlick and Carlo, I believe one of those two are also going to be on injured reserve. So, yeah, Bruins are going to be taking a big hit at the beginning of the season with a lot of injury problems. So, yeah, I think that's really going to hurt them, man. Power play last season was pretty good, 21%. Penalty kill was fine at 81%. Could be better. Tandem and net, I think they have a really good tandem there with Allmark and Swayman. Those are, I think, Allmark started out not so great, and Swayman had his little moment there where he looked like he was going to steal the job, but I think Allmark won back that starting role at the end of the season. He's very solid. Uh, that's one of the better tandems, I think, in the league. Allmark and Swayman, those are both two solid starting goaltenders, in my opinion. Cap space, they don't have any cap space, and I have the Bruins finishing outside of the playoffs oh fuck yeah 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 what do you got to say about bruins fans i don't think you're gonna make it i think you're too old i think the 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 losses of Marchant on ir mcavoy and the other defensemen on ir i think that's gonna hurt you in this division it's such a tight division you need to start off hot you need to start off in the right way i think the bruins are gonna start off slow and i think they're gonna start off slow enough that it's gonna affect them for the whole season and they're gonna be battling they're gonna battle the whole season to get in there but i think they're just going to miss out i think the ottawa senators are gonna have the momentum coming in they're gonna start out hotter than the boston bruins and they're gonna be able to i think they're gonna be able to hold on to that playoff spot fighting fighting their asses off i think the Sens will beat out the bruins and and the bruins will not make the playoffs this season come at me bruins fans fight me i don't care mm. Mm. drink my coffee how do you like that suck my wiener boston bruins fans all right let's move on from boston let's go to detroit they had some turnover this year as well out sam uh sam gagne troy stetcher stevenson's Ewell levy and thomas grice they did make some good additions, though. They added in Andrew Kopp, David Perron, Kubalik, Ben Sherratt, Oli Mata, Pissick, Billy Huso, and Robert Hag. So, holy fuck, Detroit added in a ton of things. They're starting to get things moving now. They're starting to come out of that rebuild. They're starting to add things at the, at the free agency market. And, uh, yeah, they, they have some good young players here in Detroit. And I can see them definitely being much more competitive than they were last season. Top six is looking decent. They got Dylan Larkin, Perron, Kopp, Verona, Bertuzzi, Raymond, and maybe Zadina. Do you think Zadina finally going to crack into that top, like a top six role? I don't know, man. I think, you know, Mason Raymond's already passed him there on that depth chart. And I don't know if Zadina is going to be able to take it over for Verona or Perron or Bertuzzi. But, you know, I still like Zadina. I think he could still make it. Top four defense has uh, improved since last season. They added in Ben Sherratt. Maurice Sider, uh, wow, what a season for him last year. What a rookie season. This guy is an absolute stud already, and he's so young. Uh, I think he's only going to get better, so Maurice Sider, really big fan of him. Olimata, Heronic, and on top of that, they also have their rookie Edvinson, who has been uh, drawing a lot of attention recently. I think he's going to crack into their lineup. I don't know if he's going to make it into that top four and how effective he could be. But this kid could have a season similar to Cider and just go right into the NHL and be just dandy. We'll have to wait and see. But Edvinson is a very exciting young prospect for the Detroit Red Wings. Oh, God. Their, pen, their, power, their special teams last season were absolutely abysmal. Power play, 16%, and their penalty kill was 73%. Just absolutely abysmal. Their goaltending and defense last year were really fucking bad. But their tandem in net now, they made an improvement. They added in Vili Husso. We'll see what happens with Vili Husso. He had a great season last year with St. Louis. He kind of lost it there a little bit in the playoffs. Bennington took over the role. And uh, Husso is getting the chance here. I think he's going to be the starting number one goaltender for Detroit. 
They have Nadelkovic backing him up. I think maybe with the pressure off a little bit on Nadelkovic adding in Huso, that might help him a little bit because he struggled mightily last season. Uh, yeah, cap space, they have $9 million, so they can still do some shit. They can still add. They can still make some trades, so they have money to play with. Uh, ranked, I have them sixth. I think they're going to be competitive. They may even be able to pass the Bruins. Who knows? But I think the Bruins still have that, that playoff mentality. They're going to be a really hard team to pass. Like, I, I have the sense barely passing them. And Detroit, I think you're also going to be in that mix fighting for that fourth spot. But I think you're just going to fall out of that of that race and you're going to finish sixth. Um, but I think you're going to be very, you're going to be in that, you're going to be competitive this year. You're going to make a lot of improvements over, uh, over last season anyway. All right. Tampa Bay lightning. You're, um, three, two times Stanley cup champions and they made it to the fucking finals last year. So they were so close to hitting that dynasty, but not quite there. So, uh, out this season, they lost a couple big guys there in Palat and McDonough. So those are huge losses for their team. They added in a couple guys, though. Namastankinov, welcome back to the Tampa Bay Lightning. I liked the first time he was there. He did very well, in in my opinion. I thought he played well. Uh, so he's probably going to be slotting into their top six. I have him slotted in their top six anyway. Uh, if he plays as well as he did the first time he was in Tampa, that should be fine. They added in Cole for on defense. That's a pretty nice uh, addition. And then they added Philip Myers as well on defense from Philadelphia. Um, I think he's going to be better than he was in Philadelphia, so he should be okay. Top six is still pretty damn good. You got Kucherov, Stamkos, Point, so you got that that the three-headed beast in those guys right there. You got Kalorn, Nick Paul, and Namastankdanov I have rounding out that top six. And, you know, Tampa Bay is really good at having guys pop up in the lineup out of nowhere and being really effective. So one of their younger guys, like Radish or something, could very well just pop off and, and break into that top six. Or some random guy they drafted in, like, the fucking seventh round will get 118 points this year. That's just how Tampa rolls, baby. Top four, you got Hedman, probably my favorite defenseman in the whole league. I absolutely adore Victor Hedman. Cernak, a very uh, underrated, I don't know how underrated he is anymore, but now that he's gotten paid, but a, a very good shutdown defenseman. Sergachev, finally going to get his, his top four slot on this team. I think he's going to have a fantastic season. And then you have Cole rounding that out. He's a solid older defenseman, but he's still pretty good. Especially teams for the Tampa Bay Lightning last year were pretty good. 24% on the power play and 80.5% on the penalty kill. So they're looking to improve that penalty kill a little bit. I mean, they have Vasilevsky. They have very good defensemen. So I, I can see that getting improved a little bit this, this season. Tandem in net, they have Vasilevsky, obviously. And I believe it's still Brian Elliott. I, I didn't 100% check that one out, but I, I believe it's still Brian Elliott. Regardless, he's not going to play very much because they have Vasilevsky. He's going to be playing a majority of the games. Cap space, they obviously don't have any. They're very over the cap. And I have them ranked third in the division. I think they're, you know... They've had a long, uh, you know, last few seasons, long playoff runs. So they're going to be a little bit tired and they're going to reserve their energy for playoff runs. But I don't think there's any risk of these guys missing the playoffs. They're going to be in there just fine. Okay, next up, we got the Buffalo Sabres. I got to try and hurry up here because I got to start getting ready to go to work. And I have two more teams left. So let's get through these two teams. Buffalo Sabres out this season. They lost to Karski, Pissick, Colin Miller, Cody Eakin, Aaron Dell, and Will Butcher. So quite a few players leaving. And not that many coming in. So they added in Labushkin, uh, Riley Sheehan, and Eric Comrie. I really like that Eric Comrie addition. I think he, he played very well for Winnipeg last year. That He could play very well for Buffalo this season. Or at least show that he's an actual starting goaltender. So that would be nice. Top six is uh, not too great. They got Alex Tuck, who I'm a big fan of. Jeff Skinner, who improved last season. But um, yeah, that $9 million still really hurts. Pozo, he had a pretty all right season last year. Nice to see that he uh, was able to bounce back a bit. Olofsson, who is a good goal scorer. Uh, Dylan Cousins, who had a breakout season last year. He was excellent. Hopefully he can build up on that. And I have Peyton Krebs because he looked like he was pretty solid for them as well last season. He didn't play too much, but he looked good along with... Um, Alexander Tuck. I think Tuck is a very, very good player for them. It's going to be nice to see him there for a full season. He actually loves playing for Buffalo, so that's great. Top four defense. Uh, yeah, this is where it can be a little bit weak. They got uh, Darlene, who's uh, young, still still building, still getting better. He's uh, very solid. They add in Lubushkin, who's fine, not great. I think he's a top six defenseman, so having him in your top four is not the best. 
Uh, Henry Yoki Haru, he's okay. Again, I don't think he should be in the top four. And then I have maybe his Owen Power going to make the team this year. I don't know. I haven't heard if he said he's going to play or not this season in the NHL. But he could crack the roster, and I think he would be one of their better defensemen right out of the gate uh, because their defense is not very strong. Power play last year was surprisingly decent at 21%, and then their penalty kill was not so surprisingly bad at 76%. So, yeah, looking for some improvements there on the penalty kill for sure. And uh, their tandem and net could make that a little bit better with Eric Comrie. Uh, I think he's a pretty damn good goalie, man. We'll have to see what he can do in Buffalo. Craig Anderson is coming back as far as I know. And, uh, excuse me, is there a chance for their for the other young goalie that they have over there, Luka Pekka Lukanen? One of the cooler names in the league, I must say. Uh, he's a young goalie. We'll see if uh, maybe he's going to get a shot this season. We'll, we'll have to wait and see on that one. He could very well be the backup goal, goaltender for Buffalo this year. Especially if Craig Anderson goes hurt, which is almost like a guarantee he'll go down for a little bit at some point. Okay, cap space. They have an insane amount of cap space. They have $19 million, so they can do some damage with that. They can add in a bunch of draft picks, some bad contracts. They can sign some more people in the in the free agency market, so they have a shitload of money to work with. Uh, I do believe that they will be a, an improvement over last season. Uh, they, they played pretty well at the later half of the season, especially once they made the Eichel trade. Things got a lot better for Buffalo. I think they're going to build on that. They're going to get a little bit better, but not by much. Uh, I don't know how competitive they're actually going to be in a playoff spot. I don't think they're there yet. I think they're still bottom dwellers in the in the league, but um, I think they're going to be better though. They're going to make they're going to make a little bit of an improvement uh, as long as their young guys can take another step. Uh, they should be fine. But I have them ranked seventh, not worst, but not not you know they're not the worst, but they're still not going to be very good in my opinion. All right, last and least is the Montreal Canadiens. They lost. Um, Petrie, Paquette, and Shea Weber's contract, and the possibility that they're going to be losing Carey Price also. He may be done. He may not play uh, ever again. He may just uh, sit out like uh, Shea Weber and just uh, sit out his contract, and uh, that would be absolutely devastating for the Montreal Canadiens and very sad news indeed. Uh, they made quite a few additions uh, this this offseason, at least some pretty big ones. They added in Kirby Doc, Sean Monahan, Matheson, and Dodonov. So I like their additions in center. They were really weak in center. So now adding in uh, young Kirby Doc, who has still still has some good potential behind him. And a struggling Sean Monahan. Maybe a change of scenery is exactly what this guy needs. And he can get back to being maybe a 50, maybe even a 60-point player again. We'll have to wait and see. I'm rooting for you, Sean Monahan. I hope you can get back to form. And Dodonov, he played really good last season for the Vegas Golden Knights, regardless if they wanted him to play for them or not. Uh, I think he's going to shove it up their hoop this season. He's going to probably get 30 goals. Someone's got to score for them, so I can see Dodonov being that guy. Top six forwards look like this. You got Nick Suzuki, Josh Anderson, Brendan Gallagher, Dodonov, Hoffman, who I forgot was still there. Uh, Cole Caulfield, obviously looking uh, really forward to this guy having a full season under Martin Saint-Louis. And are they going to add Slavkovsky to this roster this season? Or are they just going to like, you know, they, I think they're aware that this season is going to be really hard, really rough one for them to get through. So would it be beneficial for Slavkovsky to go through that kind of a season or not? It's up to them. But I think maybe it would be better if they didn't have him play the season. But that's just me. And they also have Jonathan Drouin, who is on IR. So Jonathan Drouin is still there. Top four defensemen, uh, not great. They got Matheson, Edmondson. Uh, David Savard and Barron. I don't know who Barron is. I think he's younger, but yeah, that top four defense doesn't look very good. You know, losing Shea Weber and Petrie now uh, really takes a hit. I'd say these guys are maybe at best lower end top four defensemen on Matheson, Edmondson, and Savard, but um, yeah, could use some work there. Power play, especially teams were abysmal. Power play 13.7%, just god awful. Uh, I can't see that getting much worse, so that's got to improve at least a little bit. Penalty kill, not much better. 75.5%, so pretty bad there as well. Tandem and net, lots of question marks there. Is Carey Price going to play this season? Uh, my guess is no, he probably isn't. So if Carey Price isn't playing, you're left with Jake Allen and Montembeau as your tandem. Yeah, I mean, Jake Allen does what he can. He's, uh, he's a fine goaltender, but yeah, uh, not the greatest starting goaltender that you can have. He sometimes gets hurt, and Montembeau is an all right backup goalie. I love his name, though. <laughs> this is the bad part about the Habs cap space. They don't have any cap space, so they're kind of stuck right now. It's going to be a really rough fucking season for the Montreal Canadiens. I have them finishing last in their division, and that's fucking it, everybody. I have made my predictions. 
I, uh, I got this done. This is going to be a episode for you guys that you can enjoy while I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying my vacation with my wife. So I hope you guys appreciate uh, all the work that I've been putting in this week to uh, get you the content so you have something while I'm gone away from home. I recorded a whole bunch of extra podcasts so you have that to listen to. I recorded a fuckload of YouTube videos and have them all scheduled to go up so that my daily upload thing won't be affected too much. So please do me a favor. Go over to my YouTube channel. Check out some of the videos that I've been putting up over there and hit the, hit the subscribe button. Hit that like button for me over there because I'm putting in a lot of work uh, getting all that content up. I, I love doing it. It's not like it's not that I hate it. It's just that right now I, I have a lot on my plate and I'm trying to fit in all this stuff before the time runs out. And yeah, time is running out on me right now. So I'm going to try and wrap this up as soon as possible. I'm sorry that this this uh, podcast is only going to be a little over an hour, but um, I'm in a bit of a rush and uh, I got through the whole Eastern Conference. I didn't think I was going to be able to get that done as quick as I did, but it did. So um, again, make sure you go down, check the description of this uh, podcast. You'll have all the links that you can find me at. You can find me on YouTube. My link is down there. You can follow me on Twitter. I think now would be a great time to follow me on Twitter. I'm throwing up a bunch of extra content up there. I threw up a bunch of wrestling videos from my trip to Monday Night Raw. There's videos up there. You get early sneak peeks of what podcasts are coming in the future. You We can talk about funny wrestling stuff, hockey stuff, video game stuff. You can talk to me about all that stuff on the Twitter page. So please go over there follow me on twitter i would really appreciate that start having some chats about wrestling and video games and all that stuff i would love that i would adore that and thank you guys so much for listening i hope your week is going well uh as of right now i'm probably fucking high off of my tea uh doing a bunch of mushrooms just sitting there soaking up the sun and drinking some beers and smoking a cigar just loving my vacation so i hope you guys are having as much fun as i am and i love you guys thank you so much for listening and i will see you guys as soon as i can once i'm back from vacation we'll be back on the saddle and be back uh recording getting everything up as consistently as possible so thank you everybody for listening and I hope you enjoyed it.